For those who remember, for those who will never forget, and for a whole new generation who will experience it for the very first time. The Star Wars Trilogy. Welcome to Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. It is July 5th, 2018, and we're talking miscellaneous Star Wars crap. That's right, folks. Uh, really no news broke this week, so we're going to catch up on some things, and we're going to be delving back into the Rotten Tomatoes well. Yippee! My name is Zach Weber. Tonight I am joined by Mark. Hello, everyone. And Sanger. Kid, I've flown from one side of this galaxy to the other. I've seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything to make me believe that there is one all-powerful force controlling everything. There's no mystical force controlling my destiny. It's a lot of simple tricks and nonsense in bad movies. <laughs> uh, I think that sums up what we're about to discuss. I, I, so- I thought it was a relevant quote. It is. That's why it's so applicable. We also have a Facebook group. Search Knights of Vader on Facebook and you will find the group. To help promote our Facebook page, I will post on there. Um, and you guys can choose what quote I say each week. I'll put a little post up there and whoever, whatever quotes are posted on there, I'll read them. Those will be the ones I read. Does, so that, pick inc- does, does that include co-hosts? <sighs> <laughs> I immediately regret every decision I made. Speaking of co-hosts and the Facebook group, uh, real quick, at the moment, you're not going to find me in the Facebook group, being that I have an anonymous Twitter account. I've got to come up with an anonymous Facebook account, and I haven't gotten around to do that. Mark, were you banned off Facebook now, too? No, no. I I do have a a Facebook account, uh, but it's like a personal one. It's non-anonymous, and I like to have an anonymous one so that I can join the group, but um, I have to, you know, set that up. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Facebook's a little bit of a different beast. But I have checked out the group. Feel free to join it, folks. I mean, you know, we're t- we like we love talking Star Wars. You know, join the group. Even though I may not be there myself right now, I, I, do, I can lurk on it and see what's going on. So. <laughs> you might not Hear be able that? to You've got a Mark, guaranteed got- lurk by Mark. <laughs> You might not be able to see Mark, but Mark definitely sees you if you come to the Knights of Vader Facebook group. That's a fantastic selling point, Mark. I mean, I've come, seen poor, come to our Facebook group where I can stalk you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen poor Knight there already, you know. So, Mark, yeah. uh, poor Knight, if you're listening to this, please shut the, please shut your shades or your blinds. <laughs> Mark is, uh, Mark's peeking a little too hard right now. So, gentlemen, a couple weeks ago we discussed with Jack about the report that came out of Collider saying that the spinoff films were all put on hold. Since then, a lot more information has come out, a lot of witty tweets, and some more information about like maybe there was a Mos Eisley film that was maybe canceled, and that's what set everybody's warning bells off. But at the end of the day, all we know for certain that there is a Ryan Johnson trilogy and a Game of Thrones writers trilogy, whose names I who cares? I thought they were so, doing. Oh no, never mind. I was about to say I thought they were doing a TV show, but never mind. That's John Favreau at its own universe. That we he, he has said that that's going to take place post Return of the Jedi. So I'm looking forward to that, and that'll probably hit sometime in late 2019. And we have Star Wars Resistance, which is I think the, today they oh, did you guys see the concept art for that? No. Jeez, nobody does their homework anymore. Concert, uh, concept art leaked for that. It looks exactly as you would imagine. The animation looks a little... Again, it's a really blurry photo, so I don't think it's fair to judge it entirely. But it looks much more childish than even Rebels did, which looked even further away from Clone Wars. That weird, goofy-looking X-Wings on the cover of it. It looks like uh, Phasma's going to be a... Ama- it looks like... I think it is Phasma, maybe. I don't know. It's hard, again, it's hard to tell. But there is a red... First Order Stormtrooper, so I'm excited about that. What's BB-8 doing there? He's going to be a major... Oh, the comic's like... Oh, yeah, he's going to be in this. Seems silly and weird. (laughs) All right, so we've all looked after a small break. We all looked at the uh, concept art for Star Wars Resistance. Zenger, what do you think of it? Uh, Do you want me just to repeat what I just said? This all looks silly and weird. It has BB-8. 
Hold on, wait. I don't see any wolves. I think this is a mod. I, I think this is faked. Bazinga. But it has There's that no weird... Wolves. But I don't know. What the, it has like a weird-looking like aircraft or like in the middle that looks like a cross between a ski speeder and like a submersible. <clears throat> it does. It has like a imagine. giant. En- I can imagine a ski speeder with like a giant engine in the middle of it. Like Zenger pointed out, the Poe Dameron's there, BB-8. We have a bunch of just characters that I think we know their names. I don't know what they are, but they're there. And because there's one side that's our heroes, and the other side we have the First Order. There's a couple of stormtroopers. One's red which is very reminiscent of the Phasma novel where you had Cardinal. So that could be interesting. And good old, it looks like Captain Phasma. Everybody's favorite character to hate. <laughs> Hashtag not my Phasma. <laughs> so, Mark, what do you think of this? I like it. The art looks pretty interesting, uh, unique, but you know, it's not Rebels art. The word on the street is that this is going to be much more childish than Rebels. Or uh... aimed at children. Well, I'm not sure how they're gonna pull that off, considering we've already seen in the movies how more how more mature the first order is. Everyone knows that the sequel trilogy started off as PG-13 movies, both of them. It, it kind of sort of disrupts the flow of, of storytelling when they when they go and do things a little bit more childish like that. I, I mean, I get it that you know when it comes to animation, um, of course, it doesn't, you know, that lends itself to be catered to a younger audience. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, yeah, Rebels was already childish to begin with in and of itself. I can't imagine how much more childish it could be made. You know, Freemaker Adventures. Well, besides that, you know. <laughs> That's what's scary. Freemakers is like the, the side of the spectrum I am just terrified of. Because I feel like they, they're going, if you watch anything like on Disney Channel... Everything is just like comical and just like zany. They're in just bright colors and just objects bouncing around the screen. And I think they're just waiting to do that with Star Wars. Well, they're kind of doing that with Pokemon, you know, when they brought uh, the franchise from Cartoon Network to uh, Disney. I think it's Disney XD. And um, now the, the animation for the new series that they have, the Sun and Moon, is like so different from like the past uh, series. It's just, you know, it's. It, the, the the art's just not sharp, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, if you're not used to that, it's, it's going to feel very off-putting. But I get what you're saying, so that's just one example of, you know, of zaniness. Disney, uh, maybe they just didn't have a lot of people watching it. I mean, this is a, what, this is like a 20-plus year uh, anime that's been happening, and, you know, the people that watched in the beginning aren't aren't watching it anymore, and you, know, and you got younger fans that are in the, into no, not only that, but they're into other stuff as well, like Star Wars or Super Adventure Time, and you know, with, you know all those other uh, Rick and Morty, you know, cartoons that are quote. Mark, I think you just, I think you just like circled like three or four different demographics: Star Wars, Rick and Morty, Adventure Time. These are all like different age groups. I don't know. I don't. I don't have cable, so I don't know. You know what these cartoons aim for? You know, audience-wise. Mark, um, nobody has cable anymore. <laughs> but people watch this stuff still. I mean, I don't know. Mark, they torrent it. They do not watch. Nobody, nobody has like a cable box anymore. What about kids, though? I mean, how do they no, watch stuff? They don't know they, how to they, torrent. They, of course they do. All kids know how to torrent. They get, they get handed in like an iPad and a torrent website, and like go out of kids. Everything's free. And oh, I've been out of touch for a while. I know. We got, we got, we got to keep in touch with the youngins. I, I don't know. There's like that meme that goes around every once in a while. Or someone will take like the like intro to like Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Awards and like they'll like have like all the new kids, like whoever the performers are, and they'll like change the name from like I don't know, I'm just using this for example, like instead of like Justin Bieber, it'll be something like I don't know, some like like really generic fake name like uh, Stevie Daniels, or like instead of like Harry Styles, it'll be Barry Jam. And it's just like in like it's like all these fake names, and I think for the first time in my life, I tur- I was just flipping through the channels, and I saw Nickelodeon, and they were doing like a promo just like that, and they had like all these names. I had no, I, I for the first time in my life, I felt like a genuine old man. I'm like, I have no idea who any of these people are. They're advertising as performers. I, I have no idea of of this of this <laughs> thing they're doing in Nickelodeon. Mark, Mark wants no part. Mark wants no parts of this. Mark's like, give me my Pokemon. That's all I want. <laughs> Singer, you've been unusually quiet. What, what, you look very pensive. Um, I just was listening into what you guys were saying, and 
uh, this this series is kind of one of those things. I'm like, it's going to be unfinished, like every other thing they've done. Well, okay, the halfway through, uh, someone will open a time portal and pull a character that should have died out of it. Yep. So That's how the last you... Jedi. That's what we're gonna do at the end of this series. The main character is gonna go through a bunch of portals and pull Luke out of his little his little thing on uh, Octo. And we're gonna, That's we're what gonna actually retcon, happened to him. We're gonna retcon all that nonsense. Like when he tele, like when he like dissolves into nothing. That's where he went to. Yep. Do you think that this thing could end up being like the uh, Forces of Destiny uh, miniseries? Mm, no, I, I think, think Forces gonna be a... of Destiny has more. Um, oh, I don't want to say cra- more. More. Um, more niche than this one does. Just, just cause I don't. I don't know. Until we see more of it, it's just an image. So who knows. I think Forces of Destiny started out as a toy line, and then a TV series, or a, I guess a, a web series, sprung from that. I mean, that's what I mean, happens. You, People have to realize that a lot of this stuff starts off as toys, and then the other media starts to surround it. But do you think like it'll start off as a um, like? Do you think it'll end up being a, a something with a niche audience, like a niche thing? The Star Wars art- Resistance. Yeah. No, I think they're going to try to go after the same market they had for Rebels. I think this is meant to be the the successor to Rebels. I don't think they're going to. They might, I think they're going to maybe try to go younger because they're going to try to recruit Star Wars fans at a younger. Or, okay, let me rephrase that. Um, where Rebels was probably going after kids like maybe eight, eight to twelve. I think this might be maybe five to like. Nine? Again, I don't know my demographics. I don't know what the exact age breakdown was. Again, if Rebels' demographic was children 8 to 12, I think this is going to be like ages 5 to like 9. I, I really think again, I don't, I, I think it's going to be Freemaker Adventures. I think it's going to be maybe not as zany and just like, oh look, like somebody what's the word? Obliterated Darth Vader into like 6 pieces. I don't think it's going to be that level of kooky. But it's going to be something in that vein. You're not going to get... Where Rebels, at times, had the same edge that the Clone Wars did, you're not going to get anything even resembling that this time around. I just I think it's going to end up being a niche thing. I mean, Re- wasn't Rebels a niche thing? A niche thing, too? Yeah, yep. but I think a lot of people saw it as the successor to Clone Wars, and therefore it was like an obligatory Star Wars fan watch thing. Isn't isn't all Star Wars media an obligatory Star Wars thing? Supposed to, but you know, stuff happens. And oh, just real quick, uh, I know. Okay, this thing, uh, the Thrawn book is coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, Thrawn two, Thrawn harder, <laughs> and and there was a cover that they released. I just want to, again, it has really nothing interesting to talk about. But they released like the Comic Con dust jacket, and because I know it's going to get like the mass production one. It's like Thrawn Invader. And on the San Diego Comic Con version, it's like a very crudely photoshopped, like, ma- I, oh god, Zenger, how would you describe it? You're the comics guy here. It's like a, ma- it's like a real life depiction of the animated version of Anakin from the Clone Wars. Oh, that one. I was about to look it up, and I'm like, oh, that one. It looks so. It looks like again. I, I'm not trying to take a jab, like the like digital artist, but it's just so jarring to look at. God, that looks bad. <laughs> and the Thr- and Thrawn looks like Captain America. He has the exact same outfit that Captain America ha- would have, but it's just a different shade of like uh, what purple? It's, it's like a, it's like a shade of purple. It's it, he even has like the, the uh, oh, if anybody knows their Captain America from like uh, Civil War and Infinity War, where he has like the, the thing for the shield, like where it goes around his arms. It's like a little what would you call that? Like uh, shoulder guards. Yeah, shoulder guard. Yeah, it looks just like that. It's. It's so forced. That headshot is just ooh. That's that. That's the definition. Someone of ruffled his hair before they took the picture, and he's not happy about it. It's like they're not even standing together. As <laughs> if they're almost not real characters. Oh, no, so close. So I just want to bring it up, folks. That was uh, that's that, that came out a couple weeks ago. I just I don't think we talked about it, and I found it comical. So. I, I okay. I'm I'm just gonna shoot shoot off in the dark here. I take it this is the first time they met versus them being kind of the same look from when they, I guess, where they ended up. Well, yeah, like the book, because they released an excerpt a couple, like along with that uh, San Diego Comic-Con image, they, they the excerpt came out, and I read it, because the book takes place, again, the Thrawn books, the new ones anyway, are in a really weird space, like in the continuity, 
because it take the first book takes place before his appearance in Rebels, obviously, and this one takes place obviously after the first book, but it takes place before Rebels as well. And the book has like flashbacks to when because the whole thing is the Emperor sends Thrawn Invader to the planet Batu to go hang the, out. He wants them to be friends. Yes, uh, he sends them to Batu, which is the the planet that. Uh, Galaxy's Edge at Disney World and Disneyland and the 16 other uh, Galaxy Edge parks are going to take place. That's what the planet is called. And so that's going to be like the first real like look we get at Batu is, is through this book. And even though Thrawn and Vader are going to this planet, they're going to have flashbacks to when Anakin during the Clone Wars first interacted with Thrawn. I think in, in the excerpt they say Anakin's looking for Padme, which sounds about right for a Clone War story. If Padme isn't somehow in distress, it's not a Clone War story. So it's just better just, like, put her somewhere. Put her in a safe. Something like that. It's kind of like uh, Taken, when they keep taking his daughter. You just have to wonder, maybe maybe Anakin's just a really bad husband. No, they thought Padme could hold her own, you know? Like, she's always with a blaster or something in the Clone Wars series. Think about the Clone War. Again, think about the Clone Wars TV series. Every time there was a Padme episode, Padme always ended up in some sort of trouble. And, like, sometimes she could dig her way out of it, though, but chances are Anakin got involved somehow. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, Never mind a lot of those Padme episodes uh, were not the best of the series. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there were worse series of episodes, I mean. Yes, but at the same time, though, it's like you, everybody names their favorite Clone Wars episodes, and very rarely are they Padme-centric. <sighs> Padme took a very took a very back seat to Ahsoka in that series. Yeah, in a way, yeah, you're right. Jar Jar had a couple episodes. I mean, kind of. And the best episode. It's worth noting that the Gungans defeated General Grievous in one episode. Yeah, oh, classic Jorge Lucas. You know, some people didn't they don't... have an episode a few after that where like he then slaughtered a ton of people. Grievous uh, or Jar Jar? Yeah. Grievous. I don't remember. Um, I was hoping there was like, like a lost episode that I never knew where like, like Jar Jar goes on like a psychotic breakdown, just murders everybody. By the way, that was the uncut know, episode. You know what? Uh, nobody really talks about Captain Tarples being killed. I know. I remember when that happened. I was so sad. I love Captain Tarples. Captain Tarples mm. deserved a funeral. Yep. We need, we need more gun guns in Star Wars, you know? So, not Mark, necessarily no, Jar Jar. That's what I hear you said. Not necessarily Jar Jar. You know, we don't need Jar Jar, but uh, we can have Gungans in, like, I don't know, in the sequel trilogy, like in the background, some scene. Oh, like oh, like, we couldn't have Luke Skywalker do anything in The Last Jedi. Can you imagine we brought a Gungan back into any of this? <laughs> They'll burn the feeders down. <laughs> no, he's just, it'll be just background. Like, uh, you know, it doesn't. Like, do you remember, UK Mark, you remember this back like during like the lead-up to The Force Awakens and, and Jar Jar Abrams was like, I'm going to put bones in the background of a shot and tell people that it's Jar Jar's bones. And you know, like, the uh. fan base like erupted into applause. Like, thank you, Lord JJ. This is all we've ever wanted. It's like, again, again not to say anything about this. Like, again, we're going we're gonna to have kind of like a, a jar in the first person that says the words, The Last Jedi has to put like, a dollar in it. And then like the end of like the month, we can get like pizza or have like, an ice cream party. Uh. <laughs> Uh, but like, like it, it, this back backlash to like the whole Last Jedi thing, like the, the Star Wars fan base has always been in a bad position because it's like think about it. Jar Jar Abrams goes out there and says that, and the fan base just applauds it. And yet we're coming, like it's coming out now. That, like Ahmed Best was like like uh, on the verge of suicide due to how the fans treated him for the last like twenty years. And again, the fans. And again, it's so funny. Um, I hate The Last Jedi, yeah, I'm not harassing anybody, or, or my harassment has no consequences. Fifteen minutes later, Ahmed Best says, I was on the verge of killing myself due to the fan backlash. Outraged fan response. That doesn't matter. It's like, oh my, again, the Star Wars <laughs> fan base is always, I think, not as a whole, but has always been a very toxic fan group. It's just, we're just much more connected to it now as, as, as overall than, like, in the late '90s, early 2000s. Well, uh, yeah, especially now with us with uh, social media, yeah, we're definitely more connected to it. Um, back then, you know, it was just. So what you know. you're saying is, we got to destroy the internet. Yes, I, I think we could solve nine tenths of our problems. If we just got rid. Like, if everyone just kind of like walked away from the internet for like a day, and it's like, nope, I don't need this. It's like maybe like like a day of like internet fasting where it's like for like one day nobody uses the internet it's like you don't have to go outside just don't you're not allowed near a computer or any sort of like 
What if I want to Google in. something to do that day? Oh, read a book. I think about like back in. But I all my books like, are on the internet. I want imagine like I want everyone to like imagine like the really like like far distant past, like fifteen years ago, like where if you wanted to like harass a director for making a film you didn't like, you actually had to like write a letter to them. You had to like go to like a computer, type it up, print it out, spell check it. Then, like, type it up again, find out the filmmaker's address, get, like, an envelope and a stamp, be coordinated enough to put the stamp in the right spot, and then, like, wait, like, four to six weeks for them to get back to you. I think Ryan Johnson should, like, implement a new rule saying that, like, if you want to criticize him in The Last Jedi, he will only accept angry correspondence in the form of snail mail. No, man. Have it, have it be telegraph. Well, that's not that. That'd be a little bit more difficult because the, the the infrastructure for that is more or less dissipated in the last seventy years. <laughs> but I, I like where your where, head's at. To where he'd have to read everything, and at the end it says stop. <laughs> I think Ryan Johnson should do that. Like, like he will. The only way he'll accept angry reactions to the Last Jedi is if you physically mail it to him. Kind of like Ringo Starr in like the late two thousands, who's like, "Stop sending me fan mail. I'm tired of responding to it all." As of like. I forget. I forget. But like, he actually posted a video, and he's like, "Stop sending me fan mail." No, because he responded to all of it. I know like, he personally. Did. I know which he is did. Amazing. After a while, he's, after a while, he told the fans to stop. I think Ryan Johnson should do that. Ryan Johnson, if you're listening to this, and I know for a fact that you are, make a new rule. Well, you can forward it to us. We'll go through it for you. We'll vet it for you. Send it to the following address: zenger at something something Virginia. Virginia. I, I got yes. the address right, right, Sanger? Yeah, it's so close. I, I live in Virginia, Virginia. <laughs> Virgi- I'm sorry, Virginia City, Virginia. It's 555 Virginia Avenue, Virginia City, Virginia, and then the zip code's 55555. Because, for fun fact, in Roman numerals, 5 is V. A lot of V's in there. <sighs> God, this is the best episode we've ever done on uh, spinoff films. We haven't even gotten to our topic. No, this might be no. I guess I don't think anything's really going on right now, so I, I think we can kind of do a miscellaneous episode. It's not like the so like waiting for the solo trailer to drop. And we oh wait, so can I just scream about the one thing? Is finally? it Star Wars related? Yes, it is. It's 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 about this whole we're gonna remake Last Jedi. Oh, go 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 go. Uh oh, he's taking he's taking he's taking the headphones off, folks. He's gonna do something. I think I think I think I think Zenger just had a an aneurysm. I think Zenger just had an aneurysm for us. No, I, I I went to go take that shot. I said, remember I said I had enough liquor left for one shot. I went to go take it. When I tilted my head back, my headphones fell off. Oh, okay. That's how bad. Okay, it was, folks. So the thing I'm going to get on on a very very angry tangent about probably is this whole campaign to remake. Last Jedi. Uh, there is apparently somebody who will match dollar for dollar, and they're trying to make a certain amount of money to go basically and go, we made this much money, you need to let us go remake this movie because the fans want it done this way. The, the fans don't don't like what was made, and I just think, one, this is a really stupid idea. Two, it is a really dumb idea. Three, it's so stupid. Like like some some movie like execs are going to give them one the rights to the ability to film like who's going to write this that that's that's that, that's what I want to know if it's going to be so fan heavy is they just going to put up a thing on Reddit going write your favorite scenes and they're just going to grab or or today we're shooting this scene what should we do it's going to be the most convoluted pe- bunch of garbage ever but it's never going to happen because like anyone's going to do that. But also, there's apparently some backer who will match like a dollar for dollar thing, which I think is equally amusing. But I don't know. I don't know if you you guys had anything about this that you knew, or any opinions about a possible remake. I'm surprised anybody took this serious. Like the amount of people that actually took it seriously was was kind of like baffling. I thought it was just some person like making a joke saying like this. The fact that like yeah, like all these celebrities commenting on it, it's like what? So it wasn't. I know, like Ryan Johnson tweeted, "Like, please be true, please be true, please be true." Oh no, he was trolling it hard by basically being like, "Do it, do it, do it, do it." But like, like other yeah, celebrities not- that had nothing to do with Star Wars were getting it. I know, like Seth Rogen was like actually like buying into the premise. He's like, "So wait, people are actually going to sit there and give you money?" Like people were buying into the premise of it. It's like from an account that has like 
30 followers. Well, here's the, okay. Here's the other thing. This movie and the way you can contribute to it is until they get to the amount of money that they need, quote unquote, you don't have to give them any money. I could go technically say I'll donate a million dollars. And guess what? There's nothing holding me accountable to that until they make their goal. That's the thing. No one's putting any money up front. They're just putting imaginary, if you do this, I'll donate this much to it. I find that amusing, to be oh, honest God. with you, is that it's like there's there's no accountability. And trust me, I guarantee you when it, when it would get to the point to where, you know, you, you'd have all that, like, come after people. They'd be like, oh, wait, you, you're serious about this? Oh. Oops. I, 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 I don't take it. I, I don't think it, I think it was some some uh, neck beard who just made a, made a joke or an offhand reference, and it just went too far. There's a lot of stupidity around. Again, like we described, YouTube being the bizarre of stupidity when it comes to Star Wars right now. There's just oh, a yeah. lot of people who just again. It, it kind of sounds like the kid like on the playground, like in elementary school, who's like, "I didn't like that movie. I'm going to make a better version of it." And it's kind of like the inverse Rogue One. Where like Rogue One's like, oh, this is like would be like if you dumped all your Star Wars toys out like in the backyard and like you like made a movie. This would be the exact opposite of that. It's just like it can I, imagine taking your Star Wars toys and just angry angrily like, now this happens with Luke. This is how it should be. And then Princess Leia, she's not Mary Poppins, and like she has like a little like a, she wears a T-shirt that says "Not Mary Poppins," and she doesn't fly out of the window when the rockets hit it. So so also that, that that's the other thing. I mean, aside from the whole. How are you going to do the Princess Leia scenes, which they've apparently tackled by saying, we'll figure it out. Um, confident. Um, the other thing is, I just feel like this movie would just be a spite movie where it's just referencing everything that happened in The Last Jedi and being like, it didn't happen that way. I don't know. I, I just, I, I think this whole idea is crazy. It's humorous that, that it's a thing, but it's crazy in my mind, too, because, yeah... Well, I think I guess I, I hate it. Like, it's one thing with when Ryan Johnson like trolls it, but it's even worse when people actually sit there like give it credibility by like reporting it as like, a news story. It's like we could very easily say Knights of Vader schmucks announced remake of I don't know the holiday special. It's like it's like okay, we're announcing this. It's like why why are you giving credibility to, to just nonsense? It's like, I don't know. It's like, why are you... Pro- it's like, yeah, there's enough of this in the world. Why are we... Out of all the Star Wars news stories or fake news stories, why are we giving this one more attention? Like, the only positive thing to come out of this was was the fact that somebody made, like, a fake movie poster about it. And that is really funny because... Never mind. It, never mind. It's all over the place. I don't, it has a Mark Hamill and, like, with, like, a Fabio, like, ripped shirt. Like, one hand he has a lightsaber. The other hand he has, like, a giant, like, six-shooter revolver. There's Kylo Ren in like a Mad Max sort of outfit. There's like three Death Stars like like together. Finn has like a hologram projector coming out of his eye. Snoke is there and has like an overhead projector. Uh, Carrie Fisher's there, a very overweight, obese Carrie Fisher's in her Slave Leia bikini outfit. BB-8 has like a a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. And probably the most hilarious bit of this is the fact of Ray's like cooking a turkey in the oven. <laughs> Obviously playing up to the whole fact that uh, women aren't allowed to have a role in Star Wars anymore. And they only belong in the kitchen. Like I, I think again, if there any if there ever was a clever part to this whole story, I think it's the fact that whoever did this poster is clearly leaning into the part of uh, women aren't allowed in Star Wars anymore. I like I said, I just wanted to, I was like, oh I got an opportunity to talk about the stupidity of this. Yeah, the Star Wars fan base is on fire right now. Like on a scale of like campgrounds in the backyard cooking s'mores. Being Current like condition one. in the American Southwest. <laughs> it's just a blaze. Or like Hawaii, <laughs> just lava, just consuming everything in its path. I, I'm sorry to any listeners out there who are affected by these fires. They are terrible and sad. But if you really want a accurate perception of what's going on in Star Wars fan base, that is actually it. Like, I would say dumpster fire, but that's contained inside of a dumpster. I don't know. I mean, with the whole Star Wars fan base, that's just... I don't know. Maybe people are just projecting their own real-world feelings and anxieties onto the fandom. And you know, they just can't enjoy things because of other stuff happening in their 
personal lives. I don't know what's going on. I mean, maybe it's just that we ha we have so much diversity in the uh, fandom that, you know, and then you know, some people are trying to like speak over others and you know, trying to force others to think their way. You know, we have, you know, people. You know, they're trying to speak for others, and it's just. I don't know what's going on, man. I mean, I, I don't know. What were you going to say, Zach? I think you were going to lead into our conversation about the fandom. Uh, oh, God. No more fandom. No more fandom. Bad touch. No, I'm, I'm, going back to, I'm going back to the well that doesn't stop giving of uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviews of The Last Jedi. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> all right. All, all right. right. I'm, I'm ready. But, like, after Saddam, I don't know how we can ever... Can, can we read the Saddam review again just for giggles? Like, would anybody be opposed to that? Can I read it again just for fun? Sure. You have I gotta, it. I gotta find it again. Oh, no, I... Oh, of course I have that. Um, I gotta find... Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yep, yep. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, everybody. Um, for any of our new listeners out there, the greatest episode of this podcast to this day is our Reading the Last Jedi Rotten Tomatoes reviews. It's a masterpiece that this podcast is remembered for just one thing. I hope it's for this. And this is the, uh, how would you describe this? Would this be declared the greatest piece of film criticism in the history of cinema? Yes. Or is that not doing its justice? Yes, it, it is that. All right. Um, I'm going, I can, I, I, to this day, I still love this. A little bit of back, not to repeat what we just talked about like five months ago, but Zenger found this masterpiece. Um, he deserves You're like welcome. a medal. Um, like we're gonna have our own little like end of a new hope for him one day where we sort of have like a ceremony because he found this gem. And this is the review. The best part of this review is that it's by one Saddam Hussein. So, well, you said you checked. You said you went to found out that it wasn't in fact Hussein. He was just initialized. He was just put his initials or his for his last we, name. We are we are assuming with a lot of confidence here. Yes, that it was uh, Saddam Hussein. So this is the review from the grave. From the grave. He came back from the grave just to review the Ryan Johnson film. No, to watch and then angrily review it. <laughs> Very poorly angrily review it. And I quote, one half star. Spiller Warnung. Very film. Much like. Also Star War. Power Girl. Very wise. Much master. Emo Boy. Very bad. Badass even. He's so emo, everyone annoy. Very flim. Not film, flim. Woman flies through space. Bad pilot disobeys many times. So brave, no one notices how stupid he. Luke kills children. Not very film. He also very old and stupider than God Girl. God Girl, strong woman. Very film. <laughs> Bad villain, Snulp. Not very film. He died much anger to Emo Boy. Emo Boy very dark. Even darker than blackness. <laughs> oh. His sword red. Also, Hux, uh. Hux, Klisma, Gux, and DJ not very film. <laughs> oh my lord, this is a masterpiece. Oh. <laughs> I got everybody. Like, that's the point in the review where just everybody loses it. I forgot about the Hux Pucks. Hux Pucks, Plasma, and Ducks, and DJ. <laughs> I like how at this point everybody has their hands in their head. Oh my lord. Uh, they I'm, stupider I'm than joking e up. <laughs> oh god. I think oh, man, I killed Mark. <laughs> Saddam Hussein killed Mark. Oh my lord, uh, uh, they stupider than emo boy. Word Nikets of Ren. Nobody knows. Why ships run out of gasoline, but bad ships too? Lots of shiny boom, and very politically correct. Much like. Also Star War. Five good kill. Empire of bad. That very uplifting. God girl becomes wiser than Yuda. I give one star, for only one is film. Unique. And that ends the greatest film review of all time. Oh my god. Remember, folks, if you're ever in a bad mood or you feel like depressed about the Star Wars fan base, just remember we have this review. You can never be the most arrogant, 
um, cynical, distasteful opinion on The Last Jedi can never take this review away from us. It is held high above everything the fandom stands for as, as what we are at the end of the day as a Star Wars fan base. I think we. I, I think this review. I, I think oh, this, it, took, it took five months for this review really to hit mark where it matters. All right, folks. This is Mark's last appearance, last appearance on the Knights of Vader. He is Mark died. No, uh, dead. No, nah, Mark. He's all right. Okay, walk it off, Mark. We'll come back to you in a few minutes. All right. Oh my god. Um, Alright, so this is uh, some last... Okay, it's worth noting that in this review, uh, when we screenshot it, there were 1,775 pages of reviews. And this was... Oh, I'm trying to think. I don't know the date when this was. Sometime in January we did this. And if you go to the Rotten Tomatoes page right now, there are 2,358 pages of reviews. Oh god. But it's worth noting that it seems to have stopped collecting reviews as of June 23rd, because that's the most recent review there is. So if you're an angry uh, spite monster that likes spewing your toxic opinion on Star Wars, unfortunately you had to contain it for the Please last Please write two it weeks. in this way. Well, of course. To be fair, I don't think... I, I know this is like one of these... Li- li- <laughs> Mark's going to die again. Um, I, oh, okay, is, oh, okay. <laughs> I know this is one of our um, uh, greatest uh, like questions, like existential questions of Knights of Vader. Was this review intentionally awful, or was it someone who has no understanding of the English language trying to spew a hate-filled opinion? Or was it one of those auto-translate things, too? I don't think it is, though, because it's too coherent. Nah, it's gotta be an auto translate thing. Um, but who translates? So somebody, so somebody, what in a different language, like typed out their review. Someone put in the Google trans. Someone used Bing Translate. <laughs> <laughs> so not even the really crude like Google one. It's just like the, like the off brand. Now Bing's all right. I mean Bing's not that bad. We don't gotta knock on Bing. I mean, but uh, I mean all translators are not that great in general. So. Yeah, I even try to use a translator to translate to Russian because you know my wife uh, knows Russian to like say stuff to her mom or something. Well, I mean, her mom knows some English now, but um, I don't know. I try to do say stuff, and it's like, no, oh, I'll try to translate something from Russian to English, and it's like, what? This doesn't. This seems so disjointed. So, anyhow, but but it's just you know. You're gonna get stuff like that. Is my point. You're gonna get things like that. I, I think he, they just read it through translator and. Um, but there's not I, a whole set. But the problem though is that there's no, like the very beginning Spiller Warnung. It's all caps. Spiller period Warnung period. What's what's Warnung? I guess that's warning. spoiler warning. Oh, <laughs> Spiller Warnung. I'm telling you. Come on, Mark. Of, how do you not know what Spiller Warnung is? Jesus. They, 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 ran it through, uh, they ran it through a translator. Uh, but there's got to be, in, like, I would imagine in most languages there's a word for warning. Maybe, uh, okay, maybe, okay, so this person's, they, their name was Saddam Hussein, right? On the, they're, they're, so they're Iraqi. It. Yeah, they got to be, uh, it's got to be translated from Arabic, maybe? I don't know. I'm just guessing here, but. Okay, yeah, anybody yeah. knows the language that when you translate uh, the word warning from your language into English and it gets you warnung, please contact us at MarkFanPatriot on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, generally, I'm, gen, you know, I'm genuinely curious, you know, what, what the, uh, you know, if you like, type in the, the word uh, for warning in Arabic, you type it in and, um, you know, Google Translate to go from Arabic to English, is it going to give you the word warning back or something different like warnum or because i am curious i'm i'm definitely curious so tweet it so tweet me you know what it is um tweet me tweet tweet mark at zenger eight on twitter if you have any follow-up for this and uh yeah no it's gotta be from like some uh, a language that um you know that is not what's the word it's gotta be from a language that it that um 
doesn't have you know clear English to whatever that language may be uh, translations and Arabic is one of them. Um, Spanish is not one of them because they're uh, they use the uh, you know the alphabet that we have in English. So could be Russian, you know it could it could even be Russian. Who knows? Well, are English. you trying to tell me this review is fake news? No, no, it's not fake news. Well, I mean the Damn re- straight. All, all the reviews, uh, you know, some of these bad reviews are are fake news in the sense that. Mark, don't take this they, away they, from me. They just don't make sense, and and, and but whatever. Anyways, um, well, I did. It's worth noting that in our infamous episode of uh, waiting for the solo trailer to drop, which was edited and in line to be released, and then they released a trailer like two days later. Um, there was one Rotten Tomatoes review that I found that sounds like it could have been written by uh, Mr. Hussein. So I've been sitting on this for a while now. Oh, um, oh it, boy. It's from, it's from an account named K-A-K, K-A, capital K, three and a half stars. Yoda burns books. I <laughs> wonder, did some sort of modern Groucho Marx punch up the script? Overall, pretty badass. But left me feeling like when you see Mark spelled M-A-R-C. <laughs> That's the closest I've ever been able to find to Saddam Hussein. And I'm not joking. The last sentence of the review, which is only like five sentences, is but left feeling like when you see Mark spelt M-A-R-C. Like, like, do these people escape from the mental war and just go straight to the local library (laughs) and leave reviews for this film? Like, like you have to wonder. Like, there's got to be some reason for this. I seriously want to look up more now, but I want to look up solo reviews. They're not going to be as bad. All right, here, here is one for the new one from the Last Jedi from Mike H. One and a half stars. I went into this movie with no expectations, having only seen two reviews, one good and one bad, and having avoid fan theories. The biggest letdown of this movie is you can see the potential for greatness only for it to settle for mediocrity. The pacing is completely off, drawing out scenes for far longer than necessary. The dialogue is barely B-list movie quality. The plot while having potential is failed by the writing, and the character's development is practically non-existent. The only reason I didn't give it a lower score is that Attack of the Clones is arguably worse in all above listed categories. Hey, Zenger, you should go hang out with this guy. At least you have, something, you have one thing in common. Hmm. One half, one half star. Literally cinema trash. I'm pretty sure that's not literally what cinema trash is. But hey, who am I? Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Zach. Yes, what I do now. Uh, I know it's a little bit like off a tangent, but um, I found the word that I wanted to use podcast or so ago, uh, describing basically it's a word that describes being in a uh, state of liking something that is causing you heartbreak and disappointment the word is anhedonia that's what it was it's got different applications and stuff if you look at the wikipedia uh, entry of it uh, like one of the one of the paragraphs is called sexual anhedonia which is not this doesn't apply to that but anyway it starts off with saying anhedonia refers to a diverse array of deficits in hedonic functioning, in, including reduced motivation or ability to experience pleasure. While earlier definitions of anhedonia emphasize the inability to, ex- to experience pleasure, anhedonia is used by re- researchers to refer to reduced motivation, reduced anticipatory pleasure, wanting, uh, reduced consumatory pleasure, liking, and deficits and reinforcement learning uh blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay, that, that, that's something different that has to do with medical stuff blah, 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 blah. All right. social anhedonia is defined as a trait like disinterest in social contract and is characterized by social withdrawal and decreased pleasure in social situations this characteristic t- uh, typically manifests as an indifference to other people okay that's for people um it pretty much describes something that you are meant to like, but you can't find any joy into it anymore, um, or you're having a hard time. Yeah, I think that I think that's pretty good. I think that's a rather apt description of what's going on right now. So, anyways, that's the word anhedonia. All right, Zanger, what'd you find? Uh, we'll see if you don't mind. All right, I mean, let me get prepared for a second. 
bad movie, Lucasfilm needs to change the top. Not the Han you grew up with. I like how all different no, letters we'll are capitalized. We'll I, see. I, this I, one. Oh, I know, okay. I know. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, this is from Mr. Wall C, one star. The casting of Alden Ehrenreich, that, that smelled right, was a poor choice. Jamie Costa or Anthony Ingruber would have been better. The reason that the young Obi-Wan Kenobi was well-received in the prequels is because Owen MacGregor did a spot-on impersonation of Alec Guinness for two hours straight each movie for a total of six hours worth of an Alec Guinness impersonation. Nobody complained about MacGregor copying Alec Guinness. It was the correct move. Yes, the fans want to see an exact copy. Even Disney did this with Rogue One, which I gave five stars to. Tarkin was an exact copy with the actor's voice and CGI face. What? It wasn't. It wasn't. And Princess Leia was also an exact copy. They did not use a different actor like they did for Solo. It did not work. Spoiler, the Darth Maul scene was awesome. Why? Because they used the same actor and didn't change anything. I think this guy's just <laughs> upset that they didn't use Harrison Ford. I think this guy's upset the fact that uh, apparently Lucasfilm has the ability to bring Peter Cushing back to life and they didn't let him know about it. Well, no. I, okay. So here's the reason you kind of have to use the same actors in those scenarios or, you know, digital recreations because it happens like literally a day before New Hope. So it'd be really weird if they were like, I mean, obviously he can grow up and st- I don't know. I just, I just thought, thought that was funny because I guess he was very angry. Be- oh my gosh. Um, I guess he was very angry because he found out the solo movie. I mean, not the, solo, the um, Obi-Wan movie got canceled. Just so everybody knows, when Zenger Zenger said, oh my god, for a second, he was scrolling through and he found like a review that was like 17 paragraphs long. And it was three and a half stars, so it's not worth reading. No, it's going to be either too rational or too uh, indifferent. All right, I found a great review from Zane Percent Sign 20B. Oh my god, oh wait, 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 no, no, I got it, I got it. We have another gem? Yeah. Oh my god, we might have another, okay folks, brace yourself. Brace yourself, we might have another masterpiece on our hands. It has potential. All right. I'm going to try to do this with my best straight face. Okay, so okay. All right. Okay, okay. okay. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. All right. Come on, Zigger. Let's go. All right. Um, oh, my God. Uh, this is from Vincent L. One Star. This is for Solo, not The Last Jedi. Solus Diatribe. I didn't care about any of the characters in it. Disney is quickly squeezing the life of the beloved oh, series. No, 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 hold on, hold on. You gotta really emphasize the fact there's an extra I in squeeze. I mean, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, quickly. All right. Um, okay, one star. Solas diatribe. I didn't care about any of the characters in it. Disney is quickly squeezing the life of the beloved series. Aaron Reich is not to blame. He tries. But the odds were stacked against him by a glib and pointless, uninspired script that was still born from the get-go. I don't understand why the press raves about Donald Glover as Lando. It's a one-dimensional character if there ever was one. Just as forgettable as the rest of the cast. Don't know what the rebellious Lando robot was all about, comic relief or whatever, but it fell flat completely. And Lando being all torn up about it was totally ridiculous as the movie didn't invest whatsoever in that relationship. So the supposed tragedy completely misses its mark as indeed the entire movie does. Oh my god. Let's learn <laughs> punctuation. Amelia Clark was in, was enjoyable to watch as she actually breathed some not breathed some hard earned life into her character, but unfortunately not enough to save this fluff. Eh, that wasn't that, that because the fact he starts the, re- the review with Solus Diatribe was promising, but it, it got exciting and and it's funny because there was like two other reviews I read earlier that were complaining about Amelia Clark. Uh, Sorry, I'll look for more spelling errors. Oh man, we gotta have a good one, a good gem. I remember. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm digging. I, I remember. Right. I remember a, a couple years ago. Uh, this wasn't a, a movie review. I just sorted by one stars. This was like a. <laughs> this wasn't a movie review, but I read this thing from the, the friend of mine from college posted on his Facebook page. It was like such a ridiculous review of something. I don't even remember what it was, but anyways, on there, I remember vividly. It had this sentence that said something about like. This thing kicks so much ass that, you know, it's kicking ass, and then that ass is getting kicked, and that ass is getting kicked, and pretty soon it's just a big circle of, uh, you know, ass is getting kicked. It's, it was just like, <laughs> it was so bonkers, this thing that I read. Oh, my God. 
You gotta find something like that. Find something bonkers like that. Yeah. You know? The problem I'm is, I think I think Rotten Tomatoes is going through a lot of these because, like, as I'm going through the Last Jedi reviews, there's like almost every single one of the you click on like the person who left the review, and it brings you to a page of oh God. I found page another one. Be found. Found another one. Just, no, just a long one. Look at this thing. It must be Russian bots. No, he he. Give, okay, this person gives it a three star review, and then at the end grades the movie as a B minus. Yeah, some of these people. How, how, how do you review. double review? I, I am on a mission now to find our gems, considering the, I just failed us. There's gotta be a gem out there. I mean, there's. I mean, yeah. But how much? Okay, I found one. Um, Robert W. One half star, complete cancer. Brian Johnson got away with murder. Oh wait, that's right. You're looking at um, Last Jedi. Yes. I'm gonna find one. It's like okay, my mission. Okay, uh, one star review, no name. A true tour de farce. Like I'm going to buy disillusioned, angry Luke. Not your fault, Mr. Hamble. And play quote, get off my island with my boys. It's just sad. Most of like the reviews I've read are like all complaining about the fact that they need to give like one star for it to be counted. And, like fifty like, percent like, of the reviews start off with the phrase, "I this is the first time I've ever reviewed a movie on here," and the other half are, "I heard that if you give less than one star, they don't count your review." I, like that's what every single review is. I find that amazing. It's like, no, I'm definitely not a bot. You know, my <laughs> review sounds just like all the other one star reviews. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alex K, one star, would give zero stars if, they, if that would get registered. Worst Star Wars movie ever. Ten out of ten would want to delete. Ten out of ten would want to delete from my memory. God, how many neckbeards can there be? Tick, Not tick, many. They just they just cre- they, they create bots. Uh, probably Russian bots. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. One. Uh, this is from Jack J, one half star. Quote diversity. Quote strong women. Quote, weak males. Does not a Star Wars movie make? Update! At least Ray saved the Jedi text. Uh, God, people write long reviews. Apparently, if you give it three stars, you have to write like a 15-page review. (laughs) Oh, God. And I thought the YouTube comment sections were ridiculous. Oh, we should do that. We should read the comments in the last Jedi uh, YouTube videos. Oh god! Oh man, we could be doing this all day. We all, we we got a dedicated episode or two to to that actually one day. Oh, I got a good one. Um, no name. The the avatar is like a woman in a bikini. A long time ago in a theater far away, loyal fans were duped into spending their money on trash. Dot dot dot. This film. I'm writing this now because seeing it at the store reminded me how mad and disappointed this made me. <laughs> That definitely, that definitely sounds like something that uh, a woman that would have the avatar of her in a bikini would sit there and put on. A, who picks that as her avatar for uh, Rotten Tomatoes? And B, if that were real, I definitely bet it's that woman leaving a review because she got angry at seeing a box in the store. So angry, I'm going to go home and write stuff on the internet. I, I, I used to have a... I used to have a, 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 a Why do so many of these... my avatar on, on the sports forum, but that was a long time ago. Why do so many of these reviews just harken back to Last Jedi for no reason? Oh, God. Everything boils back to The Last Jedi. Okay, I've gone through like 11 pages and I get to find one that's like blatantly just spelled bad. <laughs> like one, okay, okay, there's one that's in all caps. That was the, the, I hope that one's funny. I mean, when they're all eh, caps, you know. You have to just... scream it to make it really funny. <laughs> oh, wait, here's a good one. One star. This movie's a j- is bleh. this movie is a joke, a bad one, waste of time. Please, Disney, put a good script in the hand of an amazing director, like you get Lucas used to do, and see what happens. Haven't they already done that? And they fire him. <laughs> yep. I'm I'm really sad. I can't find a good one. Like I'm on page twenty two right now, and I'm still uh, like I'm one half star. The critics are absolutely sucking off Disney. <laughs> oh, wait. Might have found one. Okay. I might have something. Lorez B, one half star. If you ignore the inconsequential action scenes every five minutes and the occasional orange origin story explanations, you are left with nothing but a vulgar sidekick that forces its aspirations impertinently on everyone in a cameo that feels like a do- deus ex machina that doesn't really make sense. The good news is this movie reminded me of my nieces. Indeed, they create similar kindergarten 
kindergarten grade. <laughs> kindergarten spelt garden, like, like planting a garden. Great stories that constitute a bland sequence of very important things to do without any overarching narrative to tie them together, such as grand missions, impetus that stem from characters and situations, character evolution, etc. At any point in the movie, they, the story depth can be resumed like this. Quote, why are we doing this, guys? Well, if we don't, we'll be in trouble. Absolutely everything in this movie, apart from Chewie, was gimmicky, lest they could find a way to make grunting cheesy. Oh, wait, they did. Never mind. <laughs> grunting cheesy is my new favorite name. <laughs> we get grunting cheesy all the time. There's some I, reviews that just say fire Kathleen Kennedy. Of course. Uh, okay, 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 I found a good one. This is from Paul L. One half star. Too long. Too many Chewbacca's. <laughs> This is for The Last Jedi, by the way. Oh, here's another one. This is from Eldon A. One star. In all caps. I didn't like it at all. Totally ruined. Alright, here's another one. This is from Jesus AC. Jesus Air Conditioner. One star. Ruined the future of the franchise. I give it zero stars, but then my score would be disregarded in one count towards the average. As if these people are more interested in lowering the average than giving their opinion on the film. I think we're kind of coming to the end of this. If you if you do want to to piss off a last Jedi hater, this is what you do. Like this is the guarantee way. You if you want to like uh, start a fight like in a bar, this is how you do it. Or a Star Wars convention, go up to a last Jedi hater and tell them the last Jedi is the greatest Star Wars film to date. And if they don't think so, they're not a real Star Wars fan. That's the easiest way to incite one of these people. If you tell them that, it's practically like telling them that, that their mother is a whore. It's it's just you might as well just light, it's kind of like lighting a stick of dynamite and just lobbing it into like a powder keg. That nothing good can come from it. I want to get a bumper sticker made that says, "If you didn't love the Last Jedi, you're not a real Star Wars fan." <laughs> uh, I, I hope you don't like your car. Exactly, that's the point. <laughs> that's gonna be a new tagline for this podcast. Like when everyone like hears this episode, go check like your your uh, uh, podcasting platform, the new subtitle for this podcast is going to be, if you didn't love The Last Jedi, you're not a real Star Wars fan. Actually, you know what? That might be the title of this episode. <laughs> God <laughs> dang it. Freaking another review that just brings up freaking Last Jedi for no reason. Like I said, it's as if these people have a chip on their shoulder. What are the, there's another person leaving another review score on top of their star review score. What is wrong with people? Okay, this is from Lisa M, two stars. This movie is absolute. This movie is an absolute disgrace. Keep your children away. <laughs> oh, here's another one. One star only. I only gave this one star because Rotten Tomatoes doesn't count one half or no star ratings toward the average. Oh my god, people! Oh, oh I found one. This is from a uh, Ryan percent twenty J. Apparently, Ryan Johnson reviewed his own film and threw a percentage sign into the middle of his name and decided to add a twenty. It's not a bot. That's definitely not a bot. Oh, hey, here's a positive review. Oh, those don't exist. Okay. <laughs> now there's apparently a thing they're claiming that uh, president, people with accounts named after fake pre- or as presidents are leaving positive reviews. What the crap is wrong with people leaving extra reviews? Oh, my gosh, this irritates me. I just saw somebody else that left a review score on top of their review score. Oh, uh, this is from Justin F. One That's star. This was just a... No, not it's Justin F, not Justin Z. Uh, this was just a terrible movie. Use your money to build a gonk droid costume instead. It's worth knowing that I'm 20 pages into these reviews, and I'm only up to June 18th. I got a one-and-a-half-star review, which is just listing things they didn't like. This is by Peter F. Uh, one-and-a-half-star, bad, boring, the script writing, very boring action, bad characters, music was weak, audio not mixed properly, pacing, timing was bad, very un-Star Wars. <laughs> implications of cameo implications of movie plot good jokes but not in star wars zero rewatchability good good cameo called it practical effects chewbacca some good jokes <laughs> i just want to just go right on places i called the i called the cameo because who's gonna fact check you oh wait you can technically fact check me because i have a podcast that called it <laughs> but it wasn't me there. So, anything else we'd like to discuss? Two things. Uh, one, apparently, and I need to fact check this. Apparently, uh, when Ray is practicing with her lightsaber in Last oh, Jedi, yes. 
it's the same movement that Kylo. It's the same motions that Kylo's making during the fight with Luke. Yeah, I saw that. I thought that, that was pretty. That, yeah, I'm surprised nobody picked up on it until now. That was, I didn't even notice that either. Maybe there's more depth to this film that maybe people should give it a chance or something. Also, no. Zach, you should read this review. <laughs> Back to the reviews again. Destiny P. Okay, uh, Destiny P. One star review. Preface to reviewing. Observations on RT review of Solo. Well, this is my 17th attempt at leaving a review in the last week. No joke. At first, I thought it was an RT glitch, so I tested posting a positive review for Lawrence Arabia, and it posted immediately. My curiosity peaked. Well, they actually spelled peaked right. I looked more deeply into the RT numbers as follows. Initially, there were 50 pages of pre-release interest posts coming in, only 35% who wanted to see the film. Two days after release, 15 of these pre-interest pages were gone. And over the opening weekend, only 39 pages, 780 reviews were posted. A very low number given that, oh my lord, Senator, how long is it on? <laughs> that at least 10 million people had seen the film. At that time, the tomato meter was under 50%. Suddenly, on Monday night, about 30 pages of reviews were added, but not at the end. They were dispersed amongst many pages posted days before. These released reviews raised approval into the 50s and now into pushing upwards from there. Also of interest was that the majority of reviews were at the extremes of 4.5 to 5 stars or 0 to 1 star. Then a read of the 4 to 5 star reviews revealed that 90% of them followed about three patterns. One, a very short review that simply said the film was great with only superficial adjectives like awesome, fun, great. Movie story loved amazing fun, offering no insight into the approval. Or, oh my lord, Zenger, I'm not reading any more of this. This is, this is a sad, sad person that wrote this and spent way too much of their time on it. But you hadn't even gotten to their movie review portion. Oh my god. Oh. Oh my, how much longer <laughs> do you want me to keep reading this? Oh, oh no, it's great. Whoa, 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 it ends whoa, 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 stop. The word Sasquatch is used. I need to read that part of it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Um, oh my lord, this person reviews every aspect of it. Chewbacca succumbed to character assassination. As his big chance for a backstory was lost in a scene of meaningless howling, a poor, poorly done yarn suit in the revolution that he is that he dismembers and eats humans or other aliens. Now Chewie is nothing more than Han's loosely controlled rabbit attack dog, Earth Sasquatch. Oh my god! But 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 the ending's the most important part. How far do I have to read? Just all the way to the bottom, the last line. Oh, the, the toys won't sell. All that for for the toys won't sell. won't sell. Oh my god, these reviews are awful. I just Lord. enjoy the fact that almost half the review is them reviewing how they tried to do a review. Imagine having that much free time on your hands to do this. I have enough free time to do two podcasts and also do a lot of other stuff in the podcast world, and I don't even have enough time to do this crap. Imagine which is worse: the fact that you get you, you're mad that people are f- posting fake positive reviews on a movie you didn't like, or even worse, that you feel the need to write like a 17 paragraph long essay complaining why people are leaving positive reviews on a movie you didn't like. See, here's the thing, and, I, and I'll say this a million times: I love podcasting; it's a lot of fun. But typing out stuff like you have to be dedicated to type out something angry. Like, you have to stay angry for that long to hopefully type it out, proofread it, hit send, and then sit there and wait. Like, it's really easy for me just to record me being angry and then send it. I'd like, I like to make a challenge to all of our listeners. If you like The Last Jedi, please go to any uh, uh, social media forum, like whether it be The Last Jedi uh, trailer on YouTube or The Rotten Tomatoes and leave a review or comment with the phrase, if you don't like The Last Jedi, you're not a real Star Wars fan. I, I'm asking all of I'm going to start a new campaign. We Forget out, forget force out hate. We are going to, uh, much like how Zenger co- coined the term MCU this bitch, we're going we're, we're gonna to burn, burn the hate out of the fandom. We're going to get a flamethrower and we're just going to fire it out of here. We are going to push them out. We're going to ignite the hatred to the point where it just... Oh Lord! Um, evaporates into nothing. I, I I got a final one star review. Oh dear, Bob S. All right, Bob S. One star. Member Han. No, yes. you got to do it in the in 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 the voice from South Park. The the little grape things. 
The member berries. berries. Yeah, you gotta do an I apple. Think, voice. I think I can do a member berries voice. Ah, member Han. Yeah, member how he chases women. Nah, that's <laughs> I. I can't do it. I can't do it with a straight face. Is my problem. Continue. Sorry. No, that's pretty good. If you if you could have uh, sustained that, it's not that long. Try it again. <clears throat> member Han. Yeah. Remember how he chased women? No, that's not Han. He's too alpha to do that. Remember Lando? Yeah. Remember how he liked Bane droids? Nah, he's... (laughs) (laughs) He ignored them in in EBS. I mean, ESB. Remember the castle run? Shut up, I'm done. I like that. Remember Lando? Remember how he liked the bang droids? Okay, someone needs to screenshot that one. That's 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 solid. That's that that's clever. Screenshot. Oh my god, that's that's clever. That's uh, that's a clever one. I love, I that's hate filled, but it's clever. It's... I, I like doing the voice and just ending it with "Shut up, I'm done." I, I didn't. I don't know. Did I pick that up, or I don't know if I really picked up that he was trying to bang the robot. I just thought that it was the robot just assuming that. Yes. Maybe the robot that's my was mistake. assuming his sexual preferences. I, I mean, he was just happens. sad that his robot got destroyed. Weren't we all? Alrighty, are we done here? Sure. So concludes this very random Knights of Vader Star Wars podcast. It's fun fact, folks. When you hear this, the original title we recorded for this episode isn't what we're going to have to put in after the fact. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at KLV Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes. We also have a Facebook group. Uh, search Knights of Vader on Facebook and you will find the group. Uh, come mock us there if you'd like. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter at Rogue Knight, K N I T E, and on the Cinemodies Podcast, where we'll be talking about Spirited Away. Where can people find you guys? You can find me on Twitter at Mark Fan Patriot. Uh, you can find me on my podcast Zing This every Monday, discussing tons of different nerdy topics. And next week, a more constructed episode of Knights of Vader. We can only hope. Oh, also, if you have any complaints about anything I said tonight, please send them to Mark Fan Patriot on Twitter. Yeah, that's where we go, Marcus. If you get any hate mail from telling people that the last, if you're not, they're not a real fan for liking the Last Jedi, please send that hate mail to Mark Van Patriot. <laughs> Direct all hate mail from now on to Mark Van Patriot. Bye, everybody. Bye. Sp- Spiller Warnung. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone.